if you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Yeah, let's get into the punters panel on this Friday. We're going to try and make a quid for you. That's what it's all about at the moment. Uh, and we've got a great meeting in Sydney, of course, the Apollo Stakes, where we get to see Animo go around the big A, but also this English Millennium will be a cracker. And we've got a big panel today. Luke Marlow, Richard Callender, Jet Hatton, Glenn Munsey, and Mike Wood are our panel. So five-prong attack. And we're going to have, that means, five legs in our top four punters panel multi. So we're going to try and get some value for you. And hopefully, with these good horses going around, we can get the job done. I'll say good morning to Luke Marlow. Luke, how have you found this Randwick meeting? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I've enjoyed doing the form. Uh, I think it'll be a perfect track. We've had the thunderstorms pass, and we're looking good forecast-wise. Currently a soft five. I'd expect it to be good tomorrow. True rail, five legs to yes. Gee, we haven't been able to get four up lately. Now we've got to get five. What are you doing to us? Well, that's just trying to get good horses and good selections and hopefully get a bit more value because uh, I think we're going to have double-figure odds when it comes to our our price this week. I'm chatting to Dicko this morning. He's going to be a little bit generous for us. Richard Callender has uh, a look at the meeting too for us. Richie, you must, I must admit, have been on fire with your selections. We just need a couple of the others to improve. Don't, Dave. I'm I'm glad you brought that up on. I like when uh, when Milo fails, it's uh, we as a team, um, and uh, it has to be included in the team. But I'll tell you what, um, I think you're just because you're great mates with Stanley that you keep getting selected. Uh, the way I watched the West Tigers play last night and get smashed by the Warriors, I thought that was Milo playing against Mike Wood and I and Munsey on the other team. Well, speaking of, and I'll, I'll get your report shortly, Marlo. Speaking of that, Mike Wood joins us back from the form guide. Uh, Mike, 10 races on the card. Uh, it's all about these good horses coming back, though, isn't it? Yeah, very exciting. And my namesake, Mike Wood's done a great job with the track, hasn't he? It's come up a soft five, so maybe a good track. Talk about that punters panel multi. I've had a lot of bad beats for third in my life, but that photo for fourth was so am I. That hurt. So hopefully we can get one home this week. Jet Hatton, he's up, uh, he's up there at uh, Tunkari and Foster and... Jet, uh, you'll be having a big Sunday, so we need to try and make a, a quid today for tomorrow. Yeah, mate, we've skipped all the um, rain up here, so it's clear blue skies, but looks like Ramwick has as well, and, and that leads me to pot a few horses and also launching us up with nice odds. And welcome back, Glenn Munsey. Glenn, uh, to the punters panel, and as always, and it's going to be the case as this carnival approaches, but we're 50 days away from uh, the championships, but every week we're going to get some... some Good horses getting backed early, especially when they open on Wednesday. Yes, good morning to you, Dave. Good morning to Luke. Good morning to Richard, Mike, Jet, and all of the listeners. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to be in Michael Wood's shoes at the moment. The text message that I was sent last night uh, about Randwick uh, from uh, Mike via via uh, Richard Haynes said, rail down, plenty of damage, roofs off, flooding. And you wake up this morning and they say, uh, track a soft five. Uh, and a penetrometer of 5.38. To put that into perspective, after 56.5 mils of rain in two separate downpours on Wednesday night and Thursday night, last Saturday, the track was a penetrometer of 5.18 on Saturday, and a lot of people said it was very, very firm. So this track has to be good by tomorrow. 
if you go on those readings there, even the you know the going stick and the shear and everything like that. Well, last week it was nine point three and twelve point one. This morning it's nine point five and eleven point six. So there's not a massive amount of difference to last uh, Saturday. And um, as a lot of people will tell you, that rain to get fifty six mils of rain, but in two massive downpours very very quickly, uh, you know the moisture hasn't had a chance to to soak in. Let's get into it. Uh, we're looking to look at this Randwick meeting for Saturday. We're going to start with the Apollo Stakes and we'll work our way around the feature races. If you want to get involved with the show, 0419767272 or you can give us a call on 1353.53. Luke, we'll start. We'll go in that order of entry. So we'll go Luke, Richard, Mike, Jet, Glenn, Animo. He's $1.70. Uh, we welcome back the big A. Is this a, uh, a race you want to have a bet in, Luke? And if you do, what are you backing? Well, Dave, I'm not too sure yet. Um, I think... At the current odds, I, I couldn't chime into Animo at $1.70, but I think he'll get the job done. Um, he actually had poor post-race recovery in the McKinnon, so I think he was just over the top there after his big Cox Plate heroics. Uh, he won first up last preparation. The preparation before that, he resumed at 1,200 and wasn't suited. And the preparation before that, he won at 1,200. So first up, 1,400 metres, a fully mature autumn four-year-old, one of the best horses in the country. He's hard to tip against, um, so... He's my top pick in the race. I'm looking to Moanga and Fangirl for good returns to set up their preparations. But despite a touch awkward draw, J-Mac will overcome that and I think Animo will get the job done. Rich? Yeah, look, I, I hate to say it. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it is an awkward draw. There's a lot of them that just go straight back. Uh, I think Hens rolls forward Animo. The only, the only fly in the ointment is you know, Nasty Willow who's riding in such... Flair and dash and form. If we try something on Moonga, do I want to take a double seventy? I'd rather. I'd rather eat salad for a month. Clearly, the horse to beat. I think it's too short for mine, but um, I agree. Clearly, the one to beat, and I half agree that I think the only possible dangers are Fangirl and Moonga, and I think that one that's huge overs that could run a cheeky race and sneak them all places surefire. Uh, yeah, he's one of the best horses going around. He's your champion. That's up for debate, but he's very, very good, and he's good fresh. And the thing about him is he's got more of a turn of foot than most of these. Mwanga, he just needs tempo to perform, doesn't he? He doesn't always get that in his races first up. If Nash wants to roll in the lead, maybe they'll do something, but I'm not sure they're going to do that first up. And I agree with you, Richie. Fangirl's the threat. She's the only other one with a turn of foot that can match him. Hinge to wander at wetter. I think Laws of Indices lacks a turn of foot as well, and Hinge probably wanted a wetter as well, as I spark. If Armo's going to get beat, it's probably going to be first up, but I still think he'll be too good for him on Saturday. But, you know, do you want to launch into a dollar seventy? Probably not. If the horse is there to beat him, it's probably Fangirl. She was she was probably unlucky not to beat him in the Wink Stakes last preparation, and she's flying unlucky in the Golden Eagle as well. If she turns up and, and say Animo has a few things go against him from Barrier 8, I think Fangirl's there to beat him. Righto, well, let's have a look at the market here. He he, he went up $1.70 in the all-in market, uh, Adamo. That was on Monday. And when the first markets were posted uh, on Wednesday, he was $1.90 chance. Uh, since that point in time, he's been $1.90, $1.85, now $1.70, uh, and holds favouritism there. It's $8.50 bar. Uh, Mwanga's been anywhere from 7 to 9 uh, through the week, he's at eight fifty. El Bodigon uh, went up thirteen in the all-in market. Eight-dollar final field uh, has been nine, then eight fifty. Fangirl, well, she went up seven in the all-in. Open nine here. She's got to nine fifty. 
Hinged went up nine in the all-in, and it's been 11 out to 14 in the market here. Ice Bath went up $9 in the all-in, has been 13 out to 15 since Wednesday. Laws of Indices uh, went up a $13 chance all-in, has been 15 out to 17, and it's $34 and longer the rest. Well, he's easily the most popular runner here, Animo. Uh, well, we speak about, you know, he's first up. Uh, majority of these first up, a lot of first up horses uh, in tomorrow. Well, last time in, first up in the Winx Stakes, that was on a soft five. You're not going to believe it. The penetrometer that day was 5.38, the exact penetrometer we have at the moment, and that track stayed a soft five all day. He was a $2.50 chance there, and now he lines up against similar horses, similar race. Uh, he had barrier one. Everyone wanted to pop barrier one for him that day, but he was a $2.50 chance. Now he's a $1.70. Uh, Fangirl, for example, ran $6 in that race there, came from last down the outside and ran second, and here she is going round at $9.50 to knock him over. Uh, I couldn't take a $1.70 Animo. Um, I wouldn't go as far as eating salad for a month like Richard, um, but you know, I'd have to seriously consider giving up uh, Pepsi Max and Peroni for you know, 24, 36 hours uh, rather than take that, that price there. I can't work out how Fangirl's is the price that she is. Um, you know, please tell me how, you know, that, uh, similar race, first up, $2.50, $6. You're now $1.70 and $9.50. Let's talk about the Tab Light Finger Stakes. Uh, text on the text line. Hey, guys, uh, can this sunshine in Paris beat in secret? Uh, obviously, very impressive. Ryan Maloney picking up the ride here, too, on sunshine in Paris. Uh, obviously, we're going to see Pug down here for the carnival. He was at the trials uh, recently. What do we think, Luke? Can. Can beat her. Don't think she's a better horse, but in secrets off 105 days, and this isn't the grand final, whereas Sunshine in Paris has had the short break of 49 days and a beautiful trial, and it is on the improved big time. Sunshine in Paris, barrier one, probably lands three back, but it's got an unbelievable turn of foot. Um, I think it can definitely make it at group level, uh, Sunshine in Paris. I've got no doubt in my mind she can measure up as a group horse, this preparation, and I've actually had something on, so um, I just think if if In Secret's going to get beaten, it'll be first up. So, yes is my answer. Richard, what do you say? Um, I'd rather take a dollar seventy enema. Oh, sorry, I'd rather take a dollar eighty-five In Secret than a dollar seventy enema. I think that Sunshine in Paris is a promising filly. Um, I just can't get away from it. It was only in just uh, before Christmas she beat Emma Thuba, and um, without being disrespectful. I think Mums and I would be competitive in, in that style of race. Electric hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'd run favourite over you. It was yeah, against uh, the, I, I, back I and wide mean, against the bias, but, don't forget. Yeah, but 50 kilos. She had 50, 50 kilos. kilos. You'd be back and wide but, with 50 kilos and keep going. 100%. And, and, and Electric who's a midweek galloper. Look, look, we're not potting. I'm just saying, in okay. secrets, a, a group a group filly, once we've got to come out, this will, I, I think it'll be an exhibition gallop. A dollar eighty-five. I think she's outstanding. Can't believe that she's longer uh, than Anima. Oh yeah, I don't think Sunshine in Paris will win this race on the Saturday. She's from a Zabil mare. She's very strong late. I think they're just going to have a look at her in this grade and see how she goes, and then really have a crack at the fourteen hundred meter, sixteen hundred meter races. Um, barrier one's not great. I don't think she's got a really zippy turn of foot. I think she's just what? a bit of a surge horse that keeps coming late. Mike, in- yeah, you don't think she's got a turn of foot? Well, I think she's got a, a big, big finish, but not a not a rapid, quick turn of foot, yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad call. What? Um, which for Barry one of these horses, I don't know, but we'll find out more about her 
on Saturday. Yeah. And in, in yeah. secret, you've got to say, those barrier trials are a bit of a worry at that price, aren't they? She's the best horse in the race. But those barrier trials, she missed the start both times, and barrier three looks risky. So I'd rather eat salad than back her, I think. I think she's a belt as the one. Dry track can go forward, and maybe North Star Lass each way. Sunshine Paris, she's a nice horse, but, you know, she's a 72 rider and she takes on about four Group 1 winners in the field, including, you know, the likes of In Secret and, and a Golden Slipper winner in Wyburn. Oh. I don't think In Secret, she's probably hard to beat, but I, at the price, I think I want to lean with it, with Fyburn, the Slipper winner. Her trial behind Nature Strip was, was really good and sort of showed that maybe back in the autumn she can show some of that, some of that bliss and form that she showed as a two-year-old. Plenty, plenty of time off since that, since that run in the flight, and know what she, know what she can do. Obviously, a bit of rain around would have helped her, but at the nine dollars fifty, I want to lean with her. Another horse that you could probably make a case for is North Star Lass. She mm. has a map advantage. She'll probably roll forward, and her trials have been really good. And she sort of mixed it with the likes of you know Zoo Gotcha last preparation. And if she's improved, she'll probably be in the finish again. Yeah, well, I can Mark see it. just quickly. Uh, sorry, Glenn. I'm just saying what, what Mike just said. Uh, I know that she's been a slow way. I can just see North Star Lass, who I think second pick. I think she leads. I think in secret she's second or third. But she won't be too far away. Shoot a stalk. She's not going to get back. It's just those trials, isn't it? They were surprising. She's always jumped so well or, or no, well enough. No, they're trials. They're trials, Mike. They're trials. <laughs> okay, I'm worrying too much. Right, have you had your tablets, Richard? Right. Uh, okay, we'll just go. Uh, let's have a look at the market here. Well, as much as we'll see, this this market is completely different now that Zugotch is not there. So you, you, get, you look at the fact you say in secrets two dollars thirty to a dollar eighty five, but it was two dollars thirty with Zugotch in the race as a three dollars sixty chance, uh, and even in the all in market they went up two eighty three twenty. Well, when Zugotcha came out, she became odds on in secret. She's been well since that point in time. She's been one eighty five, one eighty, one eighty five. She's not the most popular runner in the race, uh, which is probably surprising to to most people. The most popular runner in the race is Sunshine in Paris. Now she was a thirteen dollar chance when uh, Zugotcha was in the race, and then halved the price to be $7 when she came out, and since that point in time has been $7 to $6. North Star Lass on the next line of betting at $7.50. Well, she was as, uh, well she's been as much as $10, and that's with Zoo Gotcha out of the race. She's now $7.50. No great money for her, though. So, you know, they're just sort of playing with the market at the moment. Uh, she's a belter, uh, was $9.50 uh, after, the, after the scratching. She's still there. Fireburn, well, she was as short as uh, $6.50. After the scratching of Zoo Gotcha, she's got out to $10. Speaking to Gary Portelli last night at uh, Inglis's, he, he's very happy with the way that she's going, but he, he would have preferred probably more rain. He'd be disappointed that the track's only a soft five because she's shown all of her best uh, there on rain-affected, uh, or her better run, sorry, on rain-affected ground. But she said she's going well. Uh, she's a $10 chance, and then you've got $23 and longer the rest. But there's dribs and drabs of money. Even for Cinderella Days, uh, there's a little bit of money for it. It was as much as $71 after the scratchings. Now 51 Revolutionary Miss, a lot more love, 41 You know, it, it, it takes a lot for me to, to want to say, you know, oh, this is a real, real good chance, you know, when you're $1.85. But when you look at Sunshine in Paris as being the sex, second pick at $6, that is why In Secret is $1.85. Now, she's been impressive, Sunshine in Paris, but she was impressive with 50 kilos uh, in a benchmark 78. She now meets, a, she meets all these fillies, level weights. 
uh, which is, you know, it's a massive test for her. And I'd love to see her run a very, very good race. But it's just hard to see her at level weights being competitive against some fillies that have had much, much better um, runs and everything like that. But she may, she may prove me wrong and, and be much, much better. But um, that's the reason In Secret is as short as it is. Let's go to the English Millennium, gents. Uh, obviously, we've got a favourite in learning to fly. Uh, are you concerned about the gate, Luke? Of course. You have to be. Um, I mean, when's Barrier 19 any good? But um, she is a class act. She's a class act. I think if you want to back her, you've got to wait. Um, that, that price can only go one way uh, with the map. But I think in a big field like this, there's going to be high pressure. A lot of these horses want to go. Um, and I think Chad can be assured that there will be a three maybe a four wide line here and he's just got to find a a back he's just got to find some cover and I think off a hot speed she will be very very strong at the end and she can overcome the draw so um, look I I wrestled with myself if I'd be if I'd side with her as my top selection in the race or not and I've just I've just got it I got burnt last start I I went away from her after the the brilliant trials and and made a mistake but um, gee I just thought that was an outstanding debut, the way she fought. And she was actually the strongest on the line after racing outside the lead. So I think she's an outstanding filly. Of course, I'm worried about the draw DS, but um, I'm going to go with her. But um, Richard, you'll be disappointed there's not an odds-on shot here to tip because you've tipped two so far. No, I said I couldn't take the dollar seven. We've done two races, Luke, NMO and Sunshine in Paris. But you know what, Luke? When you tip Sunshine in Paris, and I, I, I always love your opinion, um, you'll be there at the bar saying, Geez, didn't she run terrific? And I'll just be there collecting. So it's a little bit different within the secret. Um, look, I think there's no doubt learning to fly is clearly the one to beat. I want to take this, the, the price it is now. I agree with uh, Luke that it, it'll, she might well just get out. There's no doubt she's the best. Uh, I thought her win was outstanding. I thought Steel City, who had the form through days, also had resistance, was very good. Um, uh, yet I thought it had it cold, and I'd love the way the Philly found the line. The two dangers, well, I think they're L- Lazago and Blanc de Blanc. They're both the two dangers. But then again, you know, uh, Blanc de Blanc's drawn wide. You, you need another. You need a good ride from James McDonald. But look, it, it did go terrific. I loved its trial. Its two runs have been good. That's got to give Salterra a chance. But it's still in the car park as well. And I thought Lazago, who ran down the double thirty chance snapback, was very impressive. So, look, I, I'm. I feel like you're boring. We're just tipping the punters, but it's the top pick for mine. Learning to fly, I think, is a very, very, very long tail. Really, really good race, isn't it? I think the uh, the English lot have got it over the Magic Millions lot this year. I think this could be proper golden slipper form. The mail for learning to fly was huge first up, and I made the same mistake as you, Marlo, in the punters panel talking about those trials. She was just a bit green. But um, she was green in the race a little bit too, but she was just too strong. Two-year-olds just don't do that. Sit outside, lead, hit the lead 400 metres out and keep lifting when challenged. But there's four other good horses in the race. Fasal, Lazago, Blanc de Blanc, Kundalini. They're all strong chances. I think the only way to play the race is play late. And I hope one or two of those don't parade too well. And I reckon the market will edge towards horses off rails early. So if the inside's all right. Fasal, I don't think she's just a speed horse. I think she's strong. She's got a good damn side pedigree. I think she might be the way to play each way. Yeah, learning the fly, she, she's a very classy horse, and I know she's got Barry 19, but that's you know generally reflected in getting a better price, and I think we will get a better price with her. And obviously on de- debut, she showed how good she was. Like as Richie said, I thought that the other horse, Steel City, had it cold, but 
She showed plenty of fight, and, and to do that on debut in a pretty nice race shows how good she is. One a bit odds in the race, I, I thought Kundalini was very good on, on debut. She ran second behind Don Corleone, who I think is the leading chance of the slipper, and got the rest that day. And she's she's drawn much better than compared to some of her other rivals, and I think she'll run a race at, at a nice price. But I'm going to lead with learning to fly despite the tricky barrier. Yeah, we'll mark it here. Learning to fly the favourite. Now, it went up $2. Um, $2 it was $2.80 in the all-in market. It went up $3 on Tuesday um, and then was into two ninety on Wednesday. But on uh, midway through Wednesday, it got to $3.20 and then was back into $2.80 and basically been $2.80 since that point. Uh, second pick is Blanc de Blanc here. Uh, it went up six in the all in. It's been as much as six fifty now, five fifty. J Mac at this stage half a kilo over. Uh, you got Facile. Well, it went up a nine dollar chance. Got to as much as eleven. Was ten dollars on Wednesday evening, and then yesterday morning was into seven fifty, and has stayed there at seven fifty. Kundalini uh, went up eight in the all in. Has been nine into as short as seven, back to seven fifty. Lazago. Uh, has been anywhere between $8 and where it is at the moment, $9.50. And there's a gap to the rest. Uh, Arkansas Arkansas Kid, uh, the top of he's been as much as 19 He's now 16 Mexico has been as short as 11 is now at its best of 19 The strange one here is Saltair. You talk about wide barriers. Well, Saltair went up an $8 chance, was $9 on Tuesday, and for some reason was $10 on Wednesday and then doubled its price between Wednesday and yesterday and went $10 out to $19. Uh, and it's $31 and longer past it. Most popular runner is Facile, then the favourite learning to fly, then Kundalini. Nothing for Blanc de Blanc. Um, of the rest, probably Lazago. Uh, of the Ruffies, the player is the most popular runner there, and it's a $151 chance, uh, the player, but it's got a 1,000 owners, so uh, they could... Uh, all have had something on it to make it popular. Uh, once again, I, I think, you know, the barriers, I don't think, are the concern here. Um, I think the length of the tail in the race uh, is the concern and, and where learning to fly sort of finds itself. You know, facile and those speed horses with the inside draws. Um, I think Kundalini is the horse to beat. Um, like learning to fly, it, it took on the, uh, you know, took on a, a good field. At, at its first start in the race, it only had one trial there. Uh, Don Corleone took a long while to sort of uh, to get it. Um, it sort of battled on well with Don Corleone. A good gap to the third horse, which I think is always a very, very good sign. And once again, I think the gap between it and the favourite is is too vast at the moment. I was impressed with Lazago, its first runner race. A very impressive trial the other day. Uh, I thought it was the danger. I, I think the favourite's probably a $3.50 chance. All right, uh, let's get to the Southern Cross Stakes. You're on the punters panel with Luke Marlow, Richard Callender, Jed Hatton, Glenn Munsey and Mike Wood. Uh, now, there's a text on the text line about uh, Quantico and also our old mate, Espiona, Luke. Yeah, our old mate, Espiona. Um, she, yeah, this is the preparation where she's at the crossroads now. She's got to deliver on that early promise. Um, I'm sure that she's been one of uh, Chris's great challenges. Um, he's such a brilliant trainer, but she's testing even him um, just hasn't wanted to let down properly last preparation. She's wanted to lay in. She's wanted to do things wrong. I couldn't really get a lead off the trial. It was a nice trial, but it didn't have me jumping up and down. So I just have to wait now. I've, I've burnt too much cash on her. I've got to wait for her to step up and show me that she's still a horse. I just thought Titanium Power was the way to go, guys. He, he's map positive. He's got 54 and a half. He's so tough. 
I think he can control up front at 1,200 here, and I think he'll he'll just give you a really good kick. But I found it a difficult race. I'm, I've been joined to the hip with uh, Espiona Rich, but I've finally divorced her. Yeah, I couldn't find titanium power, but the, I think the simple fact is, if there's good money for Quantico tomorrow, um, I think it wins. Uh, I always had a wrap on it. Winner of six eleven. We know what John O'Shea was. You know, he's talking about lost and running and Quantico in the same breath. If Quantico's right to go, and like trials hasn't been asked, eventually the rock and roll. I think it's clear top pick. And then I couldn't split Mr. Mozart and Espiona. But for me, Quantico, want to see the money come tomorrow, and then it's shut the gate. Definitely agree. Big big yard watch, um, big market watch for these horses. Espiona, Chris Waller is a genius trainer, but can he turn her around? She was just laying in and looking like a mare that didn't want to be out there last prep. And I agree, Luke, that barrier trial, you can't really get much from that. So I'm not sure if Chris can tell whether she's running straight this prep, but the money comes maybe... Maybe she's got a chance. On that weight, at her best, she could blow straight past them. Quantico, she's just been a long break. He's definitely a yard watch. Gravina's always a yard watch. Mr. Mozart, his trial was fine. But the dry track won't suit. The thing about this race is they're all so risky first up, and I don't want to play any of them early. The only way I could play this race early is Chris Munster's horse, Stampy. 1,000 metres is too short. Last time he got to 1,200 metres. Two preps to go, he beat Baller. Sits outside the lead and fights hard. I'm keen to put a line through two. In hard in the market here, I, I can't believe the price Titanium Power is. I know he's got a, a fitness edge on this field, but he comes through one of the probably weakest listed races I've seen in quite a while when Cuban Royale won the Carrington. And the horse that beat him home that day, Brunelli, is $8 later in the day in a, in a benchmark race. And, and he's $5.50 and against some proper group horses. And when the rain came, I thought, oh, you know, this will bring a horse like Ravina right into the race. But if it's dry track tomorrow, he's 11 starts for no wins on a good track. So... I'm going to put a line through both of them. And I probably didn't want to tip her, but Espiona, she's got such a good profile. And I know she might not have lived up to the expectations that we thought of her early on, but some of those expectations were very lofty. And her first up runs have probably been some of her best. She won on debut and then was just edged off by Fangirl. And then last perhaps she was three wide two, and then two lengths off Shade of Rose, which got on to win well, not win well, run well in an Everest. And she's only got 53 kilos here and, I think we can get some, some money back that we've lost on there on, on Saturday. Righto, market here, which has been all over the place uh, in the last four days. Uh, Espiona, now the favourite. She was $4.40 earlier this morning. Uh, is now a $4 chance. Uh, she's not the most popular runner in the race because Titanium Power at this stage has $9 more on it. Uh, Gravina's on the second line of betting. It's a $4.40 chance, so it's unchanged today. Quantico on the next line of betting at $5. Now, he's been as short as $4.20, as $4.80 out to 5 this morning. Mr. Mozart, uh, well, as much as five fifty, that's his best price he's been at any stage this week. That's where he is at the moment. Titanium Power was as much as eight dollars. Um, that was with Swats that in the race, though. Uh, then he was after it came out was a seven dollar chance. He's now five fifty and the most popular runner in the race. And then you get a good jump out to Ranch Hand, uh, who's a fourteen dollar chance is out from thirteen this morning. He's back as a gelding. Tested or Silence, uh, well, as much as seventy one dollars. Well, a hundred and one with um, Swats that in the race, $71, and now we've become a $23 chance. Uh, Hard Empire's 26 and Stampy's a $34 pop. No, no great change there. Uh, I think the whole race revolves around Quantico here. 
Uh, I know he hasn't run since March. Um, so it's, what, 11, 11 months off. But his last, the, the campaign before that is where he really, to me, came of age. And he came of age on firm tracks. Now, if this track is good, which I'm banking on the fact it'll be good by the time they jump here at 20 minutes to three, uh, I just think he's better than these because he, and he's still got upside. He's only had 11 starts. He's a, a different horse as a gelding, uh, which was his preparation two runs ago. He's had two trials. He was made to do something the first trial. Um, John O'Shea probably be filthy second trial because it was a waste of time him actually going out there. Uh, he just sat back in the field and, and never really, you know, exerted any. Uh, effort the whole time, but uh, I can't see how it keeps getting out at the races. You know, haven't we got Espiona down as a wet tracker? Have we got Espiona down as a better horse in Melbourne? She's had a lot, a lot of excuses, uh, which she's had here, and uh, I think she was a massive head scratcher for James McDonald and Chris Waller last time in, and whether or not they've got the key to her, but you, you can't take $4 to find out. All right, let's go to race number nine, the Triscay Stakes, Norwegian Bliss here. He's your favourite first up. Uh, what do you think, Luke? Mm, it might be too short for a Dave uh, as an older man now. I know she's got a pretty good record at 1,200 and she has won there and she's won over shorter distances. But I think at this stage of her career, she's probably better suited at 14. So barrier 11, uh, she's going to need a little bit of luck. I think she'll try and get forward. Uh, there's not speed in numbers here, so she might be able to do that. Um, I want to give Pakari Curry another chance, though. Um, she's very flat second up. Um, she got chopped out at the top of the straight as well and struck interference. Um, the return was brilliant, and everyone's dropped off now. So um, you get a decent price to find out here. Uh, I, I know she's up in class to Group 3 level, but I think she's been set for this race, and the sectionals she ran first up indicate that she's got the makings of a decent quality animal. So um, I'm happy to try her at a price. Rich. What about you, Richard? He's dropped out beautiful. So, Great. Sorry, Luke, I've got me back. You got me? Okay, um, he's back. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm keen on Swatch That, Mayor and Eustace. I know that um, last couple of races she was comfortably beaten, but she was racing against better horses than what she beats here. I know she's got 59. Gets a, a good barrier. I've done. I love the recent trial out there at uh, Hawkesbury. I think if she's right, she's the one to beat. Um, the tempo's a little bit of a worry, but perhaps she's got Care Royale rolls forward. I'm not sure if the bottom one's got enough speed in this grass, but Larkspur run Norwegian Bliss. But I think if Swatsak can be mid- midfield, I think she'll be right to finish. 100% agree, Richie. I think she's the one. I like how she went out for a spell in good form. They backed her at Newcastle and she was a little bit unlucky and her fresh form is very, very good. I think she was three wide, no cover in the Moya when she was beaten 3.5 lengths and that was her worst fresh run. Uh, she's got proper group to level sprinting handicap form. Jamea and Written Beauty, a risky but could do something coming wide on the day. And Norwegian Bliss, I think she has to drift, doesn't she? Her 1,400-metre form was okay at the end of last prep, but 1,200-metre ratings aren't up to this. So what's that each way? I'm quite keen on Jamea here, guys. I, I thought she got probably just too far back at the Gold Coast first up, and it's just really hard to make around when you get really far back that day, especially in you know a 14-horse field. But she still run okay to hit the line behind Brooksfire. Some of her runs at this track and trip have been great. She's, she's run second to Zapoteo, third to Fangirl, and that was off the back of her Magic Millions prep last campaign, last last autumn, sorry. And then both her group two wins in the Furious and the Percy Strikes, where she's drawn wide both those days and then just rattled home just crazy finishes. I think she can do the same sort of thing here from, from Barrier 2. I reckon Tim Clark will just take her back and 
should get a strong step, a strong tempo set by the likes of Kia Royale. And with blinkers going on, I think she's going to be ready to go. And at about nine dollars fifty, I'm going to put her on top as best bet of the day. Okay. Well, market here, uh, Norwegian Bliss, your favourite. It's been as short as $3.10, out to $3.40. Is uh, favourite over Swats, that who's been as much as uh, $9, but that was with Espiona in the race. It's uh, been $6 uh, since that point uh, there. Uh, then we've got Written Beauties, a $7.50 chance, just out slightly from 7 Coeur Royale is an $8 chance, just in slightly from eight fifty. Jump the Broom, uh, this uh, galloper for Team Hawks, as much as $12 after the scratching of Espiona, now is an $8.50 chance. Not huge money. Jamea, well, it was eight fifty after the scratching. It's out to nine fifty. dollars per run uh, was as short as nine fifty, is now 10 Porcari Kare, uh, as short as 12, is now 15. One of the more popular runners here is Bellatrix Black. Uh, now, this is an Australian bloodstock who was having its first start in Australia, uh, albeit it's 19 out to 21, but it is the most popular runner in the race. Now, I'd put that down to the fact Australian bloodstock horse, a team, you know, big ownership group, so it must be going well and people keen to have something on it. More profits, I didn't think trialed too bad the other day. Uh, it's $23, and then the roughies are Doe Kerr and Moon over Alice. Well, Jet, I'll just reiterate and just say thank you very much for telling everyone why Jamea is the value runner of the day in this. Your case was absolutely perfect. Have a look at her dry track Randwick 1,200-metre runs. Uh, Jamea, um, at 1,200 metres at Randwick, right? Winner of the Percy Sykes, fourth in the Silver Shadow, winner of the Furious Stakes, all 1,200 metres, third in the Light Fingers, they are her dry track, 1,200-metre Randwick runs. Surely she is, deserves to be much, much shorter than $9.50. She resumed at the Gold Coast on that rain-affected track. I, I, I think 1,200 metres is her absolute outer limit. I don't want to be on anything longer than 1,200 metres. I, I thought she got back in that race at the Gold Coast. Uh, track was a little bit shifty there, which didn't really suit her. They put the blinkers on her. She's got the run under a belt against a lot of mares here that are first up. And I think that's another massive advantage. But her her huge advantage here is her Randwick 1,200-metre dry runs. All right, so let's go to the first, the Piero Plate for the two-year-olds. And uh, text on the text line about this Cafe Millennium. And uh, John O'Shea has been mentioning this in interviews, Luke. Yeah, what's he been saying, Dave? Because he's a big, strong two-year-old. I, I'm thinking he might want further, but... Um... Yeah, nice horse, nice horse. I think he's got something, but, yeah, I'm just not sure whether 1,100 metres he'll be sharp enough um, based on what I've seen. Uh, Favourite should get the job done, Don Corleone. Sensational win on debut. Wide the whole way, just kept powering, ran some of the best closing figures of the day. Uh, he'll be too good. Simple as that. Um, I don't disagree that he's the horse. You don't have to put the E on the end. It's just Don Corleone. It's like the godfather, Luke. It's just Don Corleone. Don's good of the family, you know. But um, I couldn't take that short of price um, for a baby. Uh, I'm going to have something on Empress of Wonder. Yes, I've had, always had her in my corner. She's just not that big of a girl. And I just reckon that little couple of weeks off, I would have loved her, in hindsight, to miss the Magic Mans, but I'm glad she was in the Magic Mans because I was at 101, although it didn't help. I just think she's the 1,100-metre horse. She'll bounce out. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have something on her, but Don Collion, who I think is a chance in the slipper, 
I just can't believe how short, short he is. Yeah, Empress Wanda was looking so good, wasn't she? And she was just that little bit disappointing at the Gold Coast, but I guess that was a harder race. Um, hopefully she jumps well midfield and she should be strong late. Don, he's going to be hard to beat. James had to ride him from start to finish last start. He was four wide no cover the whole way, but that didn't matter. He just kept coming. 1,100 metres ideal, midfield ideal. Very, very hard to beat. The one the market might miss is Ganbari. Definitely yard watch. Very raw first up and just did enough. Uh, but should get the lead with Tim Clark in the saddle. It has the pedigree to enjoy further too. All right, Don Corleone here. Uh, he's my top pick for the slipper, and, and if that's the case, you'd think he'd, he'd go on and win this. He's, he reminds me a bit of Stain size. He's also quite extreme choice, and I think his class will just, just come through here. And Richie's, Richie's um, Magic Millions winner that he declared a few weeks out from the race. She's, she's back, Empress of Wonder, and, you know, she... Has obviously run really well without winning in a couple of starts, and, and she'll probably run well again here on, on Saturday. Right, a market here. Well, punters think is Don is good uh, because you could have had 210 after King's Gambit came out of the race. It is now $1.65, Don Corleone, and one of the better back runners in the race. And it's actually $1.70 into $1.65 this morning. So at lunchtime yesterday, was a $2.10 chance with King's Gambit out after it went up uh, went up a $3 chance with King's Gambit in the race and was into 250 with King's Gambit still in the race and when it was scratched 250 into $2.10, now $1.65. Empress of Wonder, the only other runner in single figures and she's been 550 out to 650. Cafe Millennium, the first starter here, has been 810 out to 11 this morning. You got Remedies is a twelve dollar chance now. I think you'll find it was in in Melbourne and scratched there to run here. It's at twelve. Gan Bear is at fourteen dollars and twenty three and longer the rest. Well, he was on everyone's uh, hit list. Uh, Don Corleone uh, before he had his first start off his first season trial. Then his trials weren't that spectacular. Uh, they put the shades on him for his first start. He sat three four wide for the entire. Kept going. And I think Kundalini's the horse to beat in the English Millennium. He's definitely got to be the horse to beat here uh, because I, I think the opposition isn't fantastic. Um, the fact that, you know, m- most of the time the Colts have gone up against the Phillies. The Phillies have been too good for them. But Empress of Wonder, you know, I, I thought she had a very, very good chance in the Magic Millions off her two, off, of, off a Brisbane run, uh, that 1,000 metres when she was never on the track, you know. But uh, she disappointed me slightly in the Magic Millions, and I think she's got to improve a lot. Uh, and you'd think Don Corleone would, would improve himself um, off that first up run. He, he's just getting a little bit better. Um, you know, with, with the blinkers on, he improved off his trials, and he's only got to hold that to beat them. But once again, $1.65 doesn't excite me. All right, so let's look at the last. And I know Dicko's listening from the tab. We're going to open this multi very, very soon. Our top four multi, five legs. Hopefully we can get it home. And I think we've got a good price coming your way. Uh, let's talk about race 10 here. Um, $5 Stevie Wonder put up there uh, for Waterford, Luke. <laughs> yeah, it was a good price, Dave. I think uh, I think he's the right favourite now. I think it was probably around the wrong way when think about it, went up favourite over Waterford. Um, no knock on think about it. I, I like him as a horse, but he, I just don't think he's in the same class as this other animal. Uh, Waterford, he, 1,300 first up could be the, the little question mark, but he has won fresh at 13 in the past. That was on a heavy eight. Um, but look, the way he's trialling, uh, what he did last preparation, I think he's got the makings of a good horse. And 
I can't go away from him. Uh, I think he's just got all the upside. Um, he's going to do, do no work from the draw, and you just know he's going to be charging at them right late. Um, how's he going, Rich Waterford? Look, he's a nice source on the. I, I keep I keep hearing. Oh, I wonder whether he's a mile. It's too short for him. Well, he's been at thirteen hundred twice. He won by three legs at once. The other time, uh, I won't declare that it was a bad ride, but the stewards obviously thought it was. They spent a page and a half uh, dressing down Hugh Bowman. Um, and then he's had three goes at 1,500. He's a nice horse. I think he's shorter than where he should be at the moment. I can't believe the prices of Pizarro and Varelli, who will probably leave. I think Pizarro's the danger at this stage. I've got Waterford on top. He's a horse to beat, progressive, but I think Pizarro's over Where do you think um, Waterford gets to in the run, Richie? Is he, can he settle midfield, or is he going to be back on the inside? I... I'll leave that to James McDonald. I'd, I'd imagine he's going to be fifth or sixth. Yeah, well, I think if he if he can settle midfield, that's his only chance, isn't it? Because otherwise he'll be he'll be behind some slower cattle and that'll be tough at that price. I just don't know which way to go with this race. Maybe the track will help me think about it. Um, he's got the wide barrier. Waterford's got the inside barrier. So maybe on the day the inside chops up towards the end of the day and, and wide barriers are actually good. You might start to go towards Think About It. They're both very progressive horses. The sectionals last start to Think About It were sit and sprint, so he did about as much as he could. Um, a couple of odds. King's there was ridiculous odds early. His trials are fine. He's had some surgery. He should come back well. And Noble Soldier has form around Pizarro, and both of them should run well. I like Destination out of price here. He, he's run some ripping races this prep, and, and the latest was, was really good behind Spacewalk, and he gave that horse a bit of weight that day, and you know, people come out after that race and talk about Spacewalk as a potential group horse. So, surely that's good good form for that. He was unlucky behind Colino the start prior, and I think at around nineteen dollars, he he run a he run a nice race. I've got no knock on on the two favourites, Waterford and and Think About It. it oh, probably the only thing I have against Think About It is he's had everything go his way. You know, every favour from Barrier Twelve, but Waterford does look like a very nice horse and. He's got the ultimate gear change here with James McDonald going on. Something that I could probably spec at a massive price is Rocket Tiger. He just got pumped, like nothing go his way first up. He got checked on multiple occasions and some of his previous form would suggest that he can be competitive if, if he shows up. Right, uh, yes, well, Waterford did go up $5. It lasted uh, the grand total of 43 seconds before it was 460 and then within two minutes it was into $3.70. Uh, and that hung around for another couple of minutes. It was 3.40, uh, and then it had been 3.30, got back to 3.40, and then finished up as short as $2.90 on Wednesday evening. Uh, and since that point in time, uh, it's been sort of 2.80 and sat there as a $2.80 chance uh, all, all the way through. Dogs are barking it, as you could hear. And uh, Waterford, uh, favourite second... Well, think about it, went up favourite at $2.80, and with the well, Waterford firming up, well, the original favourite has got to get out. So he's been 283-23-43-60 since that point there. Pizarro's been 650 to 750. has been 7 out to 8. And then you've got Kanazawa uh, has been 9, got into 8, goes back to 850, and then Destination's been 17 out to 19. Um, away from Waterford, second most popular runner is Pizarro. And third most popular runner is King's Air. So, and he's been as much as fifty-one dollars. 
Kings Air and, and the scratchings here, well, Bellatrix Blacks was $41. Marnix wasn't priced. Van Giz was at $34 and Tested or Silence was at 41 So that's genuine I think, money. I think he was, uh, I think he was 70 wasn't he, Monty? Uh, well, he went up, he went up $51. I, I just write, uh, I just write um, what he opened, but we did bet $71. So his best has been $71, but he, he opened a $51 chance. Well, I'd say as soon as there was money for Waterford, they pushed the others out. So he got pushed to 71 um, after being that. And on Thursday morning, uh, he was a $26 chance. So he's been 26, 23, 21 since then. Well, Richard, everyone knows nothing improves a horse's ability like ownership. What price do you think it should be? $4. Okay. $4, Glenn, I think it should. Is, is... Is that based on the fact um, he's, of course, he's got bigger fish to fry this time in. He's, you know, he's gone 78, 78. The Silver Eagle came back to a 78. He resumes in an 88 um, with six and a half over the limit. And he carried seven over the limit to win a 78. So he's not probably thrown in to an 88. But he showed, you know, that one blemish on his form card since he came to Australia was the Silver Eagle where he should have finished a lot closer. So if, if you look at ability-wise, you know, promising, you know, where would you say he was? Is he 75% right? Is he 85% right? What, how much is left in the tank? Oh, look, I, I think when, tra- uh, it's only my, when trainers say they're only 80%, you've got to be close to... You obviously tidy up that little bit and get strengthen up and you get more race fitness, but you've got to be close to 100% to win a race in Sydney full stop. So he's ready to rock and roll. As you said, in the Silver Eagle, the horse that finished, what, about a head away from third and ran fourth was Global Osbred, which he then met two weeks later and beat him under a throttle hold. So the form's good around him. I just think he's a horse that's progressing in the right direction. The one race that he raced in Europe, it's been one of the hottest maidens at Newbury ever seen. I think there's been seven winners out of the eight runners. The first and second are now both Group 1 winners. So it's been a real hot race. He only had the one race over there. He's a big boy. He's going to improve. I think you'll see a more mature horse perhaps in the spring. But he's a... Look, I think you always take unders when you get a a spruik on a horse. He's obviously very good. There's no doubt about that. But this is a big test for him again now. And he's got bigger fish to fry, as you said, Glenn. Can I get set at the $4... With you, Rich? No, so that's that's not understanding what I'm saying, Luke. I you can have what, what you like. If he took the five dollars, you'll bet your four and get an earn. No, I didn't <laughs> see the five. I saw I saw three ninety. Glenn it was all Kenny. That's all Kenny and I could see was three ninety. We out, out, we must have slow internet. But so, I, and I'll be honest, I have not had one cent on him yet. I think he's silly odds at two eighty. Let's get the punters panel multi. Uh, we've got to get these selections out for our punters. It's uh, open as we speak. So Dicko's just opened it. The price is $13. We've got five horses here to all run top four, and we've got to get through this quickly because we've got to get uh, to Melinda Turner and Gary Cleesey. We don't want to be late for those guys. Uh, let's get to your top four selection, Luke. Race six, number eight, learning to fly, DS. Yeah, we don't want any blow-ups this week. No. Uh, what about your selection, uh, Richard Callender, for top four? Well, whether he can win, or, but I'm pretty sure he'll run top four. I'll stick with the big boy in the last race, 10, number four, because I love to bring the team home, Dave, because I don't feel pressure. Race 10, number four, Waterford. I like it. Uh, Waterford, all right. So what about yourself, Mike? Big pressure on Richie there. Race eight, the Tavapolo Stakes. I'm going to go for Fangirl. She's got a better turn of foot than most of these. And Jet? 
Race seven, number two, five, and I'd, I'd be very disappointed if she doesn't run top four. Okay, and yourself, Glenn. Yeah, well, there'll be an FBI investigation if this doesn't run top four. Quantico, race five, number five. Okay, so that is our top four horses. So we'll go through them again. We've got in race five, number five, Quantico. We've got in race six, Learning to Fly to run top four. We've got in race seven, Fireburn to run top four. We've got Fangirl in race eight to run top four. And Waterford in the last. The price is $13, take note. Thirteen dollars for maximum those maximum bet of twenty five dollars. Maximum bet of twenty five. That's so we can uh, everyone gets a chance to get on because obviously with liability and whatnot being a bigger price, that's what uh, the team have done. So the prop number is one four seven four six zero. And Glenn, I think we've already sold a f- bit of a chunk of that. Seventy one hundred and five dollars at the moment, Dave. Okay, so uh, all those runners to run top four, gents. Just quickly, your best bets on the card. Mm, gee, yeah. Um... I'll go with learning to fly, my, my multi selection, Dave. Okay. I think she'll overcome the gate. Richard? Um, yeah, I'll stick with you. You've got to stick solid. I'll just go. I think there's a couple of shorties can win, but I'll stick with um, Waterford in the last. Can I just say one thing? You know what I did yesterday, Mums? Late last night, I went to Allion Stadium. I tell you what. What, you lay some more grass there, like the old days? Well, the grass that they've got in there, they put in after Elton John. I'm telling you, it looks as good as yours joined at Padstow Heights. Couldn't possibly. You should see the number one and two grounds here. They are outstanding. At, um, the gardener's done a magnificent job here. Fantastic. Uh, what's your best bet, Mike? Uh, well, I, don't know, well, I was going to be Major Artie, but as you guys texted me this morning, it's going to Brisbane. It's a good bet there. there. But I'll go race nine now. Swatch that each way. Richie likes it too. Gives me confidence. Okay. Jet, your best bet on the card? Race nine, number four, Jamea. All right. And yourself, Munns, best bet? Yeah, Quantico, but the best value runner, I agree with Jet, Jamea. Uh, but they're the two, and, uh, you know, there's plenty of shorties there, and I'm always looking for horses at better value. But, at you know, $5 and $9.50, I, I think they're both very, very juicy odds. Have a great day, gentlemen. Uh, enjoy your Apollo Stakes and also English Millennium Day. It should be a good day at Royal Ram, good weather, and hopefully we've got those winners. Thanks, guys. Thanks, David. A bit of news for you. Huey Huey Bowman coming back for day one and two of the championship. Yeah, chasing the run on Fangirl, I saw. Very, very keen to to link up with the Fangirl, and no doubt we'll be getting some plum rides. That multi is open as we speak. $13 for the top four punters panel multi. You can find it under today's specials.